0: Well, good morning. It's always great to start the new year with Richard Simmons workout. Some of you are going to Google who Richard Simmons is later. And it'll just be an afternoon of wonderful reading. Uh, welcome, so glad that you're here today and it's a new year. This is our first worship services of 2020 at the Porch Community Church and it's just a great day to be here together, especially if this is your first time, a, a special welcome to you um, we, we say this, I say this every week, um, the sole reason we exist as a church, the reason you see people in the red shirts uh, serving is because we want you to know one thing, and I, want, I about said a simple thing, and it is simple, but it's also tremendous, and it's this, that there is a God who loves you. And he wants to be in relationship with you through Jesus Christ. That is why we are here. This is why this church is here, why, why we are having worship services and doing what we do, because we want people to know this truth, that there is a God, and he loves you so much through Jesus Christ. And so um, I hope that you sense that. I hope you grab a hold of that and you understand that. You might be in a very new place in your faith journey, and I hope that, that you are... Um, going to get this and as a church we want to walk alongside of you on that journey um i want to say this before we jump in the message today you heard it already in the announcement video with tinley but i want to just point it out just to make sure you get a little bit more um speaking of those that serve next sunday we're having our serve team lunch um serve team powwow and it's okay i can say powwow because i'm native american so it's okay for me to say that um but we're gonna have our serve team powwow next sunday and it's gonna be a great time after church to get all of our serve teams together it's awesome when you get all of the people who are who are serving together and uh, together in a room and maybe some new folks who are joining in and It's just a great time that we get together and kind of look into the new year and and talk about how we can continue to do what we're doing. And I tell you that because we would love to add to our serve teams. We would love, um, in many of our serve team areas, we would love to have some new folks become a part of that. Um, You probably see the same or very, you know, often the same faces wearing the red shirts on Sundays. And, And that means they're serving a lot, which is great. But we would love to add folks to the team so that, that people can serve together and, and maybe also be able to worship with their families um, on other Sundays as well. So if you're interested in wanting to get on a serve team, go to the Next Steps wall after the service. We've got a card on the wall that says Serve Teams, and you can write your name and email on that and turn it in. There'll be someone at the wall to talk to you after the service. And then you can come to lunch next week and, and be a part of that, and we'll get you on a team and get you serving into the coming year. Um, Okay, so we're starting this new series called The Best Year Ever Which is a really kind of a big, bold statement to make when you think about it I mean, best year ever Um, and And it makes me immediately look backwards Like when I think about the best year ever, it makes me think about what are some of the best years I've had And so I thought I would regale you With some of my, couple of my best years Before we jump in Um, But here's where we're going to be in scripture this morning Uh, We're going to be in two places And you can start to turn there um, If you have your Bibles We're going to be in the Old Testament And looking at Isaiah chapter 43 And then we're going to look at a passage In the New Testament, Philippians chapter 3 So Isaiah 43 and Philippians 3 Is where we're going to be this morning so when I think about the best years ever and some of the best years and important moments in in my life, the first one I really think of is 1986, which is I'm I'm so glad that, that Josh had the DeLorean up there in the 80s cuz uh, who who wanted a DeLorean when they were anybody? anybody? Anybody yeah. Yeah. Someone's like, "Oh, I've got one." Okay. You have you take up like four parking spaces to get the doors to come up and and everything. But um so but in 86 I was a state champion, we won state It was great and it kind of got me a college scholarship Two years later in tennis, it was awesome And for some crazy reason, I mean I was 16 But my parents let me go to Europe for three weeks So that was fun Um, So 86, I look back and I'm like Wow, that was really a great, a great time And then in 94, I did not see this coming In 1994, I became a believer I was not a follower of Jesus until 1994 and I'm telling you I didn't see it coming and most of the people that knew me certainly didn't see it coming but wow that 1994 was a huge year because I just I became a follower of Jesus Christ and then I really didn't see this coming five years later in 99 I entered into ministry which was just nuts and most definitely people didn't see that coming about uh for me and then three years later we started this little worship service uh, downtown at, at first methodist church called solomon's porch and uh wow that was that was huge that was a, a big year and i felt like a real grown-up i bought my first house that year you know so when you think about your best years ever we think of these milestone moments right we think of these important moments in our life these things that occur And then in 08, I I didn't see this coming, but wow! I I don't know. I did some kind of like, I don't know, hocus pocus or something, and Drew married me. So that was great. And uh, 2008 was a great year. Um, And then in 2011, as a 41 year old, I we didn't see this coming. I mean, you know, but wow! We had this little baby girl named Mallory, and uh, she's pretty cool. I mean, you know. Going to Europe was fun, but you know, having Mallory was pretty good a milestone moment too. And then you might have heard of this one. In two thousand and nineteen, we launched a brand new church called the Porch Community Church, and that was a best a really good year. And so when I talk about my best years, you probably think of some of your moments, these moments of, you know, having kids or getting married or or moving or graduating or you know, all these kind of just big moments in our life and, but I want to point out the obvious I mean I, I, you're probably tracking with me here but I, I want to point out the obvious everything I just listed has happened in the past all those milestone moments those important moments like, like the birth of Mallory was a great milestone moment but see now she's 8 years old and that, that doesn't mean I'm tired of her it just means we're at a different place love you baby um, but those are the past you know and, and when we think about our best years ever if we're looking backwards folks that's, that's dangerous we don't want to just focus on the milestones on the moments that have happened in the past that were really good and so this is the thought I really want to sink in for you today that I really want to get in and get deep in, and for you to think about it and especially when we look at, at scripture together in just a moment but think about this hear this the danger of believing that our best years are in the past is that it just might make it true. The danger of believing that your best years, the best things that are ever going to happen to you, the, 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 the most wonderful things that could ever occur, the danger of believing that your best years are in the past is that it just might make it True because see if we hold on to the past as the best time then I would say are we really open to um, are we prepared for are we, are we looking forward to are we expecting are we planning are we working for it are we praying for anything for today or the future if we're focused on the best years being in the past See the danger of believing our best years are in the past is that it just might make it true. Anybody ever heard of Kodak? Okay? Kodak. Kodak um, Not not the song. Kodak. Is it a song? Is it a dude? Okay, see. <laughs> Have I mentioned that I'm 50 years old? <laughs> not that little ditty you kids are singing. <laughs> the rapper, Kodak, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. So before Kodak the rapper, there was this camera company called Kodak. And that's what I'm talking about. I love you guys. Okay, listen up. Here's what Kodak was about. Kodak was to cameras what Apple is to phones. Kodak was to cameras back in the day what Apple is to phones today. I mean, Kodak ruled the 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 camera business. I mean, there yeah there were other cameras like that, but Kodak was it. And, and, and everything if you thought about pictures if you thought about anything to do with capturing a moment you thought about kodak and and this is why I bring them up because see kodak made a big mistake in believing that that what they had done in the past was the best and they stay they focused on that see they had developed this film photography that like I said it just it ruled the 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 photography world forever it was it was it and they had even like someone working for Kodak had come up with the technology for digital cameras meaning you don't need the film anymore right and and but they didn't they were like okay yeah whatever but they stayed with film because that's where that's where they had had their best years ever and and so they stayed with film and and they focused on the past and they forgot I just they forgot what their purpose was they forgot what their mission was and that's why it's real easy to stay focused on the past you forget your purpose you forget your mission because I know I mean I've read the backstory. a lot of you probably have of, of Kodak and what went down but there were if, if people in, in, in the right positions to, to make the decisions had, had done this if they had asked themselves hey is our mission to be the best in the film business or is our mission to be the best in the camera business the best in the photography business. If someone had actually asked this question, I'd hope that someone would have been like, you know what, yeah, you're right. It's not about the the process by which we give people the memories. It's about, it's about the memories they get. And so it doesn't matter if it's film or digital or whatever, but they didn't. They said, no, we're going to be all about film because those have been our best years ever. Well, and that's why when I say, has anyone heard of Kodak?" half the room thinks that the rapper, not the song. And everyone else is like, yeah, I kind of, yeah. The danger of believing that our best years are in the past is it just might make it true. Now, I, I want to, you know, before we look at scripture, I want to offer two things. One, I want to kind of give you a little, just a brief little, let's think about this as the church. And then I want you to think about it as an individual. See, as the church, we need to make sure that we know what our purpose is, that we know what our mission is, so that we don't just look backwards and go, well, that was our best year ever. But well, 2019 was our best year ever. Let's, let's, let's do everything exactly the same as 2019. There's a lot of churches and organizations and, and individuals who, who are tempted to say, well, let's look backwards, Let's focus there. But see, as the church, the Porch Community Church, we have a mission. You've heard me say it probably. If you've been here, it's in there on our lobby wall. But it, it's this we want to follow Jesus for our community. As the Porch Community Church, we are following Jesus for our community. That's our mission, that's our purpose. So, what that means then is that our mission is not about having worship services our mission is not about uh, music it's not about preaching it's not about you know, doing social media well it's not about having a phenomenal student ministry it's not about having an incredible kids ministry now all those things we're investing in because those are methods for us to achieve the mission see those are methods to achieve the mission and the mission is to follow Jesus for our community our mission is doing whatever it takes to help lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's, you know, a, a bigger you know, picture here. But so individually, if, if you don't know what your mission is, if, if you don't know what your mission is, then how are you ever going to find the right methods to accomplish it? If you don't know what your mission is, how will you find the the know what the best methods are to achieve that Mission. I think about this, you know, so what about 2020? What, what about 2020? What if we said, you know what, I'm going to make 2020 the best year ever. Now, some of that is like, hey, it's not up to you. <laughs> but what if you wrote down your mission statement? Like, what if you wrote a mission statement for 2020? What if you as an individual wrote a mission statement, or you as a couple, or as a family, or maybe you're leading an organization or a business? What if you said, what is our mission statement for 2020? Now, please hear me. I don't mean resolutions, because resolutions, I mean, it's January 5th, and... You know, already there's a lot of giant failures to our resolutions that we made on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. No, not resolutions, I'm saying a mission for 2020. What if you were to write one down? What if you were to sit down and go, what is my purpose in 2020? I love this um, statement that Justin started using years ago with our student ministry. Um, he says this, and you see it a lot of times, the hashtag, and it says, uh, the best is yet to come. I mean, we'll be in the middle of a Disciple Now weekend and post something, and, and then there'll be the hashtag, the best is yet to come, and you know, someone looking at that might be like, what are you talking about? This is the best. Well, no, the best is yet to come, and I love that mindset, I love that, that forward thinking because what it does, it doesn't take away from the current moment. But in regards to our relationship with God, in regards to how we follow after Jesus, by declaring that the best is yet to come, what we're doing is we're setting a standard. We're in agreement with God, saying, you know what, God, I believe this, that you are never, ever done working in and through me as long as I love you and I seek after you. So it's okay to say, wow, last year was great, but I want this to be the best ever. Why? Because God is never, ever done working in and through those who love and seek after him. And scripture tells us this in Isaiah 43. See, Isaiah was a prophet. He was a spokesperson for God. God and he and and God gives Isaiah these these words to share with God's people and and when you think about this like historically there's there's so much backstory that we just don't have the time or you know I don't have the smarts really to go into but see God had time after time repeatedly shown up in miraculous ways to save his people his chosen people the Israelites he had rescued them from slavery, he had rescued them from bondage, he had brought them out of famine he had brought them, uh, when when an an army was chasing after them he opened up a sea and let them walk through on dry ground I mean he had done this time and time and time again, he had done these remarkable things and what God's people had done the Israelites had done, is they remembered these moments, these were milestone moments, they actually would build um, altars and things to remember those times, they would leave them in places to say this is the place where god did this these are these moments huge moments i mean could you imagine wouldn't it be on your list of your best years ever if you were with a group of people and you were trapped and there was an army after you and the only thing in front of you was water but behind you were people that wanted to kill you and god came and opened that water up and let you walk through on dry ground wouldn't that be in your list of best years ever it'd be in mine and so this is what had happened. And, and, but God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. And I just really want to press on this for you to understand all that God had done before what I'm about to read to you. See, the people knew all these moments, these big things, these big times of how God had come through. And, and from generations upon generations, they would share these stories and tell these stories. And then in verse 18 of Isaiah 43, we start with these four words. But forget all that. (coughs) What? Forget all that. What? Are you kidding me? Forget that. Now, did God mean it it doesn't matter? No. Did did God mean um, I didn't mean it? No, 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 no. But what he meant is don't keep your mind there. Okay? Okay? Somebody needs to hear that this morning because you're living in 2020 but your mind is somewhere behind. Forget all of that. And he says this, it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah talking to his people. And he says, this all those things I did, parting the sea, manna from heaven, rescuing you from all those things bringing you fresh water when there was nothing all of that stuff it is nothing compared to what I'm going to do and then he says this I love this part for I am about to do something new See, the wonderful thing about Isaiah, you go and read it later, is he was the prophet that really put into, through, through God's, you know, Holy Spirit inspiring him to, to share these words. You read it and you go, oh, that's about Jesus. This was long before Jesus came, but oh, that's, he's talking about Jesus. And, and so we find this and, and I want to continue reading it says see I have already begun he said I'm going to do something new see I've already begun do you not see it and then he says I will make a pathway through the wilderness they're going oh yeah I understand that you've done it before God I will create rivers in the dry wasteland yep you've done that before God I'm doing something new. Don't just hang on the milestones. You know, I, I can almost hear God saying, you know what, you've been celebrating uh, how I saved you from a moment. You've been celebrating how I saved you from a, from a mean uh, you know, king that wanted to destroy you. You've been celebrating how you were hungry and I fed you in a moment. You've been celebrating these moments, but now through the prophet Isaiah, God is telling his people, the ones he loves... I'm about to do something new. I'm about to save you from death. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to save you for all time through Jesus. In the New Testament, Paul writes of his personal history, of his personal accomplishments, and if you were to say, hey, Paul, what were some of your best years ever? Now, if you first of all, if you, you'd have to call him Saul and say, before his name changed, before he started following after Jesus, he was known as Saul. And if you were to ask Saul what his best years ever were, he would have given you a really long list, he actually does, in Philippians chapter three, of his accomplishments as as in the elite, the, the most educated, the most well-respected, this is who Paul was. He was, he was very well-liked, well, liked, uh, he, well or, you know, esteemed, I guess you could say. And, and he was known. He had accomplished a lot of things. So Saul had some best years ever. He had some milestone moments that he could have listed. But then, see, this thing happened called Jesus, thing the person of Jesus. This moment occurred, this this change in his life and suddenly he, he understood that what he could have listed as his best years ever are now really not much of anything and in verse 12 he says this of Philippians 3, he says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. If you go and read the larger context, he was saying, I was doing a lot of things that I thought were going to lead me to perfection, but I realized that it was Jesus who was the perfection, and it wasn't until he got a hold of me that I was really able to try and get a hold of him. And then he says this in verse 13. Verse 13 no dear brothers and sisters I have not achieved it so I haven't achieved the best years ever he says but I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead so how do you begin this new year how do we begin this new year? How do we say this will be the best year ever? How do we do that? Well, I, we've already kind of touched on it. We need to know our mission. I know what our mission is as, as a lead pastor of this church. I know that. But, but what's my mission as, as Shannon? What's our mission as, as Drew and Shannon and Mallory? What's your mission in 2020? Because see, when you, once you know your mission, then you can decide the methods of how you want to achieve that. And I honestly believe that it starts at the table that we're going to celebrate together this morning. See, on the first Sunday of, of every month, we celebrate the sacrament of communion. And I believe the table gives us a a really good understanding of what we're talking about this morning. Because see, when we come for communion, we we see these elements of bread and we we see the cup. And we certainly don't believe that, that Jesus like actually physically comes and and you know is part of this bread and this juice this morning but but we certainly believe that it represents what Christ has done for us. The the breaking of the bread represents the breaking of his body. The 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 juice in the cup represents the blood of Jesus which has been poured out for your sin and my sin. There there was a debt, there was a penalty and it had to be paid and Jesus paid it on your behalf. on my behalf. We believe that that's what this this recognizes this represents this morning but here's the the better part of this see jesus broke his body and he poured out his blood and and so we say yes jesus died for me which is you know for a lot of us and that in in and of itself like emotionally you go wow somebody gave their life for me but that's not where the power lies see The best year ever, the best moment ever, folks, was not when Jesus died on the cross. The best moment ever was when Jesus was resurrected three days later. What makes communion powerful in us is that we say, no, no, the best year was not just that Jesus was here. The best years ever were not just the 33 years that Jesus walked on this earth. The best years ever were not just all those years leading up to it when, when God spoke through prophets and showed up in big ways and did these miraculous things. No, the best year ever began the moment that Jesus walked out of that tomb. And you and I have the the Divine opportunity to walk with him to say yes to him so the table this morning is not just about remembering the past it is about walking into the future see we say the best is yet to come why? because we believe that God is not through working in and through those who love him and seek after him. That's what communion represents. God is not through with you. And so if 2019 or 18 or 17 or was it your best year ever, or for some of you, like, you couldn't wait for 2020 to start because 2019 was so bad or the last decade was so bad, doesn't matter, good, bad, indifferent this could be your best year ever forget what is in the past forget what is behind you I am doing something new God says and for some crazy reason folks I can't fully grasp it he wants to do this He wants you, he wants me to be a part of what he is doing in 2020. We live in a community. We work, we go to school, we have neighbors, we have friends, we're in organizations. You are connected to people who are in need, in deep spiritual need of truth. and that comes in the person of Jesus Christ. And he wants to use you and me to show up in someone's life. So that next year when someone says, "When was your best year ever?" they were able they're able to say, "Oh man, it was 2020." It was 2020 because like I said, 1994, I said yes to Jesus. You know somebody. You are connected to somebody. You might be you right now sitting in this chair, and you're going to be able to say, 2020 was the year I said yes to Jesus. As we come to the table together this morning, I just pray, folks, that you you would forget what's behind, good or bad, celebrate it, make it a milestone. It's a a wonderful thing, but keep focused forward because the danger of thinking our best years are in the past is that that just might make it true, and that's not what God has for us. That is not what God has for us. So let your walking to receive, coming to the front to receive communion in just a few moments, let it be for you in the physical, just as much as in the spiritual in your prayers, but let each step be a representation of, God, I am walking into 2020 with you. I am expecting things from you. I am going to seek after you like I never have before. I'm going to love you like I never have before. I'm going to be in your word like I never have before. I'm going to be looking out and around me at people who you love like I never, have before because this is going to be the best year ever I ask those who are coming to serve if they will come as we pray together Father we thank you that you are not done working with us and God I thank you that you rewrite a definition Lord if I were, if I, if I were writing the definition of best year ever oh my goodness it would, it would be so lame it would, be, it, would, it would pale in comparison to what you have for us your very people, your, your, your chosen people from the, from the beginning, that, that they, were, they were trying to write the best year ever, and it just wasn't it. And thank you, God, that through Jesus Christ, you make it possible for us to walk in, to live in to what our true purpose is meant to be. We are to glorify you, God. Our purpose is to glorify you. God, I thank you that the story doesn't end on the cross. It begins in the empty tomb. And I pray that communion brings that to life in us today. Lord, we thank you for this, this beautiful sacrament and the opportunity we have to share in it. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.